0: There are spoilers for Undertale in this episode.
1: You know, it's about to start, and uh, I just completely blanked. Sorry, Tim, you're going to have to cut this out.
2: No, you realize I'm <laughs> leaving that in.
0: No, uh, let's okay. leave it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving <laughs> oh, that <dammit>. in. <laughs>
1: okay, hi, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Video Game Book Club. I'm your host this week, Slade. Oh, I'm sorry, from-
0: I'm going to have to stop you because we're not the Video Game Book Club. It's the Video we're Game video video Club. Video Game Club. That's the Book Club. The Video Game Club, no, the the video club, club, video club down the road. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this again, Slade. All um,
1: right. Hi, everybody. My name is Slade. Welcome to the Video Game Club. I'm joined, as always, by the two people next to me. Uh, in the video or your audio, in your ears, you have to one side of me. Someone
2: start. (laughs) Um, Hello, um, I'm here uh, as a part of the video game club. Not Not the other side, Joey. Uh,
0: Hello, I am also here as a part of the video game club. (laughs) Tim, uh, before we get into anything, can you show for the
2: video and explain your t-shirt, please? Oh, um, yeah, I saw a really funny shirt on Wish and it was £5 and it's a Danny Dorito (laughs) <laughs> yeah. for the, for so the audio anyone, listeners it's any audio it, listeners yeah this it's, is, a, it's a Dorito with Danny DeVito's face on it it's I'm, like a, I'm like a perfect blue sky <laughs> Tim buys all his shirts on Wish so, I, I love tacky shirts Slade has been shirt shopping with me before
1: it's, it's yeah it's really um, the first time I met Tim in Austin he was wearing a tank top that had like a tank, <laughs> a bald eagle and a kitten with like an American hat on
0: it. I was wearing American shorts. You saw him him and
2: thought, this is the kind of guy I want to hang out with. (laughs) If I didn't know any better, I'd think that man had a visa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How American is he? It's something I've I've wondered about you guys. Where did you actually meet? Because Tim, (laughs) like myself, you are from um, the beautiful country queen's country of of england
2: in birmingham sunny birmingham slade
0: you are not right where did you uh, mean you, you can tell by so, the accents
2: this is a very it's, it's quite a long story but um to summarize it when i was living in texas i did some work with rooster teeth and i i you know had to move back to england because my visa expired uh, i promise i wasn't deported um and trump um i i moved to Bristol. Uh, and then I started working at conventions for a local uh, for a local game store, uh, and I happened to work at Cardiff Comic Con, running a running a couple of tournaments. And after I got done, the person I was like getting rides to and from the convention with, like, said to said to someone who was uh, who was running a stall, like, "Oh, this is the guy I was telling you about, the one who used to work for Rooster Teeth," and he was like, "That's bollocks. and I showed him the email from uh, Um <laughs> and that night he took us out to dinner, um, so. We just started chatting ever since, and then uh, hit, like he introduced me to a number of people who are all playing games, and we're looking for an audio editor, um, and so it was one of those people, um, and that person was Pete, the one who I'm currently in a prank yeah, with. Yeah, that's Pete.
1: Um, at the time, that was I think we were still Hype Train Productions at the time. This is back when he used to make YouTube videos, and we needed somebody to help with the editing because I was doing a majority of it, and two other people were as well. And we needed some extra help. Pete had been with, with us for a little while. He's like, hey, I got this guy. He's extra Rooster Teeth, you know, cool dude. And we're like, yeah, send him an invite. And that's how we ended up getting to know Tim. But thankfully, for t- the beginning of Tim and I's relationship, you know, as lovers, um, <laughs> one of our first written interactions is actually filmed. And if we can, can we link this? It's, yeah. um it's an achievement guide
2: in Goat Simulator. You'll have to send me the link to it. I think I've yeah. seen this. You'll have to send me the yeah. link to it because I've definitely lost the link at this point.
1: Yeah, that was one of our very first interactions together, and Tim was like, "Hey, are you busy? Can you help? You know, do audio with me on this?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." And i did not know what i got drugged into i just laughed a lot
0: <laughs> yeah that surprises me that that's one of your first interactions because it seems like you guys have a lot of chemistry there which i guess is you know beneficial for us going
2: forward yeah joey how did we yeah. meet well <laughs> the year was 1992 <laughs> and
1: um, uh i yeah for and anyone I, anyone
0: who didn't listen to episode one tim is my little brother who is not so little in that he is taller than me i am but wise. He, he's... <laughs> <laughs> we prefer the term thick here at, yeah. at video um, game club.
2: cake is what i call it <laughs> but yeah that that's
0: where uh, tim and i first met was doing that ah that Sorry to throw off your agenda here for this this video game book club. It's
1: okay. Um, um, so, as I mentioned last week, this week we're going to talk about Undertale. So, as we move forward with the podcast, Joey, what's your favorite RPG? If you had to name an RPG that you could just go back
0: and play, what would it be? Uh, define RPG for me. Role-playing game. Okay, we've we understood as- the abbreviation,
2: but like... <laughs>
1: I don't know it could be anything like i kind of consider uh zelda at some point to be an rpg just because link is essentially a blank slate and he has the personality of a dead fish and you kind of put yourself in his shoes skyrim is mm-hmm. also a good uh, you know example fallout's another good one dungeons and dragons is
0: oh okay i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna seem like i'm cheaping out here but i think skyrim is is mine i was saying to tim just before we started recording that i've recently started playing it again um and I forgot how just how good it is the first time around. Um, and I, there's someone I watch on Twitch who's who's begun began playing Skyrim again, and, and I'm going to suggest it for one of our games because it's another one like we covered on on um, another one like we covered on Dead Cells in a very different way. That it is a game that you make it um, the first time I played it, rather than following the main story it was my i think it must have been my first bethesda game but i just went off and explored and and i completed like half of the side quests and was massively overpowered before i even got to the first level on the main quest so that and and the fact that you sat back in your chair and sighed tells me that it's not your favorite rpg i have a grand total of six hours in it (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, Get ready for a, We're going time. To have a lot
1: more <laughs> than six <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> oh, it's this may just be me, but I'm in the club of I like Fallout better than Skyrim.
2: I I like Fallout I, more than the Elder Scrolls as well. But yeah, like I I don't know. I just get bored of the world. If that makes I should, sense. I want to put a little asterisk on my comment. I like I like Fallout up to Fallout Four more than the Elder Scrolls. Which Fallout 76? In... Okay, I have a thing with Fallout 76. Oh, can, we, right. can
1: we stay on topic before we go away? <laughs> can to I do it? this one little tangent?
0: <sighs> sure. Right, right. You just so you know, it's going to end up in our cycle of games if you really hate
2: it. Yeah. I bought Fallout 76 on the Bethesda launcher, <laughs> right? And I had it preloaded, and it was hot garbage, so I refunded it. And. I was like, okay, fine, refund's gone through. And then after a while, there was a big old press release about Bethesda not issuing refunds. I was like, okay, I got my refund. Whatever. Then they brought it to Steam. And because my Bethesda account was connected to Steam, it's in my library. And I was like, maybe I'm just denied access to the service. I booted it up. I can still access my character. I can still go Despite in the pe- by getting a refund. Yeah, so I got Fallout 76 for free. I mean, it's in it's on Game Pass
0: now, so yeah. a lot of oh, people perfect. will get it yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. nothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, like yeah. I said, I'm heavily
1: more in the Fallout camp than I am the Elder Scrolls one. Tim, if you had to name a favorite RPG, what would it be?
2: Um, I'm looking at my Steam library here. Um, annoyingly, the one I'd probably put right at the top isn't even on PC. Sony, I beg of you, um, <laughs> Bloodborne. Um, like, it's, it's, like, presentation is staggeringly good. Uh, I don't know what it is about Japanese orchestras being better than uh, making them than the continent that invented orchestras, but they can just, they knock it out of the park every time. The lore's incredible. The boss fights are staggeringly good. Uh, it's to the point that my first tattoo was... Uh, can I get an angle on that? There, Bloodborne tattoo. Inked for life. Yeah. Mark of the Hunter. Yeah, oh. the, the Hunter's Mark. Um, no I, I adore that game there's, there's, I only have two tattoos and one of them is Bloodborne how about you Slade what about what's your favorite RPG
1: well I've worn articles of clothing from it for the last two weeks so uh, definitely the Persona series it's one that I can definitely um, the world's good the story's pretty good um, the world is Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know
2: Japan, the Japan. Fantasy- <laughs> Japan's pretty cool, I guess.
1: <laughs> the, the fantasy world they set you up in. Of, of Not fantasy of
2: Japan, but. A long know, time ago. ago well, of <laughs> Japan. Yeah. Yeah. The but, mythical place of Kyoto. <laughs> yeah, last
1: time I checked, it didn't actually rain blood there. But. Um, last time you checked. Yeah, yeah. last time I checked. It's probably definitely my favorite RPG series, because this also ties back into what I call the Link aspect, that your character's kind of a blank slate, and you can just kind of put whatever onto them that you're feeling, you know, and go with how you would want to, which I kind of appreciate. I like having a blank slate of a character and, you know, doing what I want to with it. And it also uh, doesn't have one of my least favorite things, which is character customization, so... Just give me the guy and let me run with it.
2: (laughs) You know, there's always the default option on character customization, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's the one I pick 90% of the time. Actually, no, 99% of the time. I always find with character customization, in the games where you need to heavily customize a character, one of the first things you do is get something that covers up their face and body. So it's utterly pointless in doing (sighs) it. Yep. I've never... That's just me. Like in the new
1: Monster Hunter game, like the amount of different options was just stressing me out i'm like i just give me a character let me you know give me a character give me my light bow gun and let me go play (laughs) yeah yeah i don't care what they look like i don't care what the dog looks like just let me go have fun
0: (laughs) but it's a like taking back to skyrim and fallout they're games that i would say the majority of people and you guys are probably going to tell me i'm wrong they play in first person anyway yep i i I don't know what my armor looks like. I don't know what my character's face looks well, like. I just slap it on and, and just let the stats do the talking. If I'm walking around the world,
1: I'm probably in third person, but the second I come across an enemy, I'm slapping it right back in the
2: first. Oh, I didn't. I. It depends on what I'm doing. Yeah if i'm if i'm if i'm in a sword fight i'm third person if i'm in a bow and arrow fight first oh well i take it
0: back then the majority of people play in third person and character customization is the best thing to ever happen to a game (laughs) thanks all
1: right so let's talk about undertale the reason why we're actually here at the moment if you haven't heard of undertale the first question is where have you been where the hell have you been yeah uh secondly undertale is a nice little i guess take on the jrpg it's based it's not base, but a lot of heavy uh, inspiration from the Mother series, or as uh, we knew it in you know this side of the world, Earthbound. Uh, it was released in 2015 by Toby Fox. It's available on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Any of those is fine to play it on. It doesn't matter. It looks like a third grader drew the graphics. does not matter. There's a lot of little things about Earthbound that I – or not Earth <laughs> – damn it. Uh, Undertale that I quite like a lot. Uh, the simplicity of it the again the uh, the fact that your character is kind of a blank slate but they're really not and how you can go through the world playing as you want to if uh, you don't if you aren't aware of this there's three different endings actually there's a lot more than three but most people are aware of the uh, the neutral which is what most players do their first run the pacifist and the genocide run and if you do that neutral pacifist genocide you will have a hard time in genocide just because you kind of have a slight attention you know to the characters and whatnot and you know it's a little hard to do to go through murdering everybody and everything and you feel a little bit guilty and i think any game that can inspire that little bit of guilt
0: is good uh
1: you know kind of like and i
0: think that that ties back to what we said in in the last episode of spec ops the line yeah (laughs) i I think you become so desensitized to what your actions are in, in, in video games. Yeah, and
1: the fact that it could bring up the fact that you should feel guilty of what you're doing and your actions having consequences, I yeah. think that's fantastic game design. Uh, the music's pretty good. The humor in the writing is, you know, I'd, I'd say pretty good as well. Obviously, you can tell that I like this game a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I know we have some different opinions on it. Uh, Joey, I don't know when you first played it, but... Uh, I'll let tim get into this last we can start with joey but for tim i had to bully him into playing it <laughs> and he can explain why later
2: yeah okay yeah let's save it for later
1: yeah <laughs> yeah because that's it's going to be a long explanation so joey if you'd like to when did you first play it when you hear about it what was your play style
0: i heard about it a long time ago right like, i'm talking years ago um i i heard how this game was clever in the way it made you play um but at the time i heard about it it was pc exclusive right. and every time i wanted to play it and and just for those listening i'm a console peasant i play pretty much everything i have on xbox um and i thought oh, i really want to play this undertale because i've i've got all this amazing critical acclaim about it but it wasn't available and then eventually um it got made available on xbox but not only that it was made available on game pass so if you're you're a member it's like a no-brainer to pick this this cool little game it took five minutes to download and yeah it was it was awesome what did you do for your first run did you do the neutral pacifist or genocide i did the genocide run for for the um, first one well, purely because what we were going back to in saying, well, it's a video game, so your your role is to go through the level and kill everything, and right, and and do that. So, so to me, it made no like it made complete sense that there's a monster in my way, kill it, right. And then after that, like you said, it made me feel things um, and feel very guilty for what I'd done. So I went and did a run and and. I did the pacifist one, and after that, I looked up if there was any more endings because the the two were so polar opposite. You get some games that are like loads of different endings, right. but actually the endings pretty much the same, but one person has survived that didn't before, right. um, and. The, the the endings uh, i looked up how many there were um, and like you said there was a lot but there, there was the three main ones right. so i then followed a normal one just so i can say i've had the full full experience but i i, I only played it sort of two months ago when it came to okay. xbox all right
1: yeah i did the i did the neutral run first which is just fighting as you would as you you know continue along and whatnot and it was a weird neutral run because I spared some bosses and I killed others. Nothing too harsh about it, though. And then, yeah, when you have to go through that genocide run, which in the genocide run, if you're not aware, um, you basically per level or area. I don't really know how you wanted to you know, distinguish it. If you keep running in circles until it gets to the point where it says nobody showed up, that's the genocide run. You've murdered every monster. And that that's a hard one to do. Alright, so to get back to what I was saying, I had the bully Tim in the getting the <laughs> to playing this game. I did have to bully him into it.
2: Was it worth it? I would say was it worth me bullying you into it. I would say so. Um the reason I put it <laughs> off for so long is because the fan base is the worst. Like I, I'm not a big fan of fan bases for the most part anyway, uh, especially the Rick and Morty fan base, but that's a conversation for another Are time. You're trying to get everyone to hate us. In I know. I'm trying to be the 10. villain of this whole discussion. Um, so, um, what it is? I love you, fan base. Please, please be nice yeah, to buy, me. If we ever get merch, buy Joey's side. And if you ever like, you know, on the, you know, on the on the on the negative karma side of the spectrum,
1: um, if you played the genocide run, buy Tim's merch.
2: Yeah, there you go. Um, but now, um, like the fact that like it came out and it was popular and like all I ever saw online was just Undertale reference after Undertale reference after Undertale reference. And all I'm thinking is not everything is a fucking Undertale reference. And I say that with a hint of irony now as a Jojo fan. (laughs) um, um, But eventually... Uh, did you buy me a copy, slate or did I? I gifted did, you the copy. You sent me the money. I gifted you the copy.
1: Or no, no, no. Here's how this worked. I told Tim. I said, "It's on because I got. It, I played it on the Switch. Did you buy it on Switch? Yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah, I, I got it on Switch.
1: This is what I, I. You know, they say put your money where your mouth is. I said, Tim, buy it on Switch. You don't like it, I'll give you the money back. Yeah. That it happens to be on sale.
2: Yeah. That did was... you did you give him the money back? <laughs> no, because I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I really really liked it. But Not so to the point that back,
0: I'm. Going back to your thing about Undertale references everywhere, is that not, a, to you, is that not a sign of quality? Because I agree, when I when I first heard about it, it was through all the silly little references that were scattered left, right and centre. And to me, I was like, oh, well, what is this? I want to check it out. And then
2: by checking it out, I thought this looks really good. But the thing is, I was already aware of it. And I was, I was aware that it was like a praised RPG and it was kind of on my list of things to check out. But the fact that the fan base just seemingly would not shut up about it, um, in an annoying way to me, um, put me put, really put me off it. I I understand it now that I've played it. Um, go, uh, to clarify, I played this a couple of years ago. Now, um, I understand it. I'm not to the point of you know making everything an Undertale reference. I get it. It's really really good um it's definitely worth the what five ten hour campaign
0: oh i think it's it's close to five if you're if you're going quickly
2: yeah i i my first run was the pacifist run um because again i had heard so much about the game already that i thought that was the way you were meant to play it and then i found out about the multiple endings um like yeah no it's, it's definitely worth the time if you can get it on sale you're an idiot for not buying it well, you remember i
1: told you i was really surprised that you were doing the pacifist run first because hmm. i feel like most
2: players go through the neutral first but again i'd heard so much about the game already that i figured the pacifist right. route was the intended route
0: do you think that hearing that much about the game already was detrimental to your experience of the game
2: i don't think so once i actually got the game you know and sat down and actually played it um in terms of my perception of the game prior to buying it, absolutely. Um, like, look at it this way: is that if there's a TV show or a film series, like, do you remember how annoying Twilight fans were when the Twilight movies were coming out in cinemas? Yeah. Yeah. It was the exact same thing for me with Undertale. Like, which, the exact same thing.
1: Which I'm kind of glad you two have the two opposite reactions to the fan base because that's really what you have you either have people are like oh this people must like it i should check this out or the god these people are annoying i wish this would go away
0: you're (laughs) just a fear that a fear that tim would become one of them yeah
1: (laughs) yeah but you're looking at the two polar opposites of it and that's what i told him as well when tim didn't want to play it i was like yeah no, no no i get it the the fan base is awful like I, I'm aware of that. It's the same as I like the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's series. The fan base is garbage. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean they really are. I I like it. Like I have the uh, books on Audible, which are good. They're good little short stories, and it's just nice to listen to while well, I'm working the f- or driving. There's
0: Five Nights at Freddy's. There's books.
1: There's about twelve. <laughs> okay. I've got the next one. I've got the next one on pre-order. I got the next one on pre-order. <laughs> to be honest with like you. A-
0: that sounds like a world I've not yet explored. It, it, it is. It has its
1: own lore. It has its own headcanon. And that's something for like a beautiful mind's room with, you know, red tape and photos okay. all over the wall. It's a little overly yeah, complicated yeah. to get into, especially somebody. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk as well about the gameplay mechanics of Undertale. And I kind of like the simplicity of the fact that you literally have your heart, you know, in the middle of the hitbox and just moving it around
2: yeah
0: so so when 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 someone asked me what undertale was like i reverted back to the only other game that i could think has or the only one that sprung to mind sorry that it it was like and i said it was like the pokemon games on on game boy for for the way you walk around and then fights appear right but then when when that appears it kind of turned into like a bullet hell at, at, at different points right and i thought that the the simplicity of the heart, like you said, Slade, was really interesting. But at the same time, the complexity of the different right attacks that the bosses <laughs> would drop on you was just mind blowing.
1: Right, I think that was an interesting thing in itself. And it's Undertale looks really simplistic, you know, and the concept is, mm. but it hides a really deep narrative. Is you know down below the surface, and I. I'm gonna go and say this: If you haven't played Undertale yet, it came out in 2015. This is six years later. I think we can go full spoiler. I think so.
0: I mean, if you haven't played it, by well, let's we'll put a, we'll put a spoiler warning at the start e- of the episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it is six years later. By now, you should have. If you, if you haven't, I still stand by my statement. It's worth it. Just pick it up whenever you can. It's a good RPG. I mean,
2: I'm gonna to go to Steam right now and find out how much it is. Like, because I don't think it's I think on it's sale. like ten. I
1: think it's like ten dollars.
2: Uh, um. It's free on Game
0: Pass, so yeah. if you have Game Pass for PC or Xbox, it's free. It, it is um, seven pounds,
2: yeah. and that's not on sale. Yeah,
1: ten dollars. Yeah. that would be ten dollars USD. That's worth it. So yeah,
2: that's absolutely yeah. worth
1: it. You're gonna get not sponsored. You're gonna get plenty of time out of it. Um, there's a couple little mechanics. I don't know if y'all know about it as well, which is where I say the complexity comes in. Um, essentially, when you start a new game. The game kind of rolls a dice for one through 100. And then when you're going, this is near like the end of the game. When you're going through the laboratory, there will be certain like things you can read and learn about the world. And the fact that they're trying to, um, oh God, I cannot think of what they called it, like life or whatever for the monsters. What was that called?
2: They just called it Soul, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, They were trying to recreate souls for the monsters. The game. Oh, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially, if you get that dice on somewhere between one and 100, that's how many variants there were. And uh, one of those, there was like a lot of things you could read that were really in depth and uh, explained a lot about the world and what was going on for the monsters themselves, trying to, you know, make an artificial soul so they could go. Above ground. What we haven't talked about, because we've talked a lot about level gameplay. Uh, we haven't talked about the sound design yet. Can we talk about how
2: catchy the music is? Music's incredibly catchy, is and again, this is me gonna be you know bearing gripes here. I'm so sick of Megalovania. So, so sick of it. I get it, ha ha funny skeleton has theme song, but like it's it's so boring now. And like just hearing uh, a Dragon Ball Z, but with Megalovania sounds, like, really? yeah. I get it. I get it. It's good. <laughs> Drop it. You're going to sound so miserable throughout these podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you, thought, especially when you consider one. I'm making the theme song the Megalovania themes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought I'd be the negative one in the podcast, but here we are. No, it's
2: Tim, no, I'm, maybe I'm just a grumpy old bastard. But like, the, the rest of the soundtrack is really, really good. Like, it's really mm. good, and it's on Spotify as well, so you can listen to it at any time. But like, I'm just, I'm just sick to death of Megalovania. So sick. To death. I don't
1: know why Megalovania is like the most popular one. I get it's a very important boss fight with Sans. Um Spoilers. No, <laughs> oh, six years later, that's they should have played it by now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's, it's just because okay. haha funny skeleton, and that's about it.
1: Maybe. My two favorite was the Spider Dance. Spider Dance is great. Spider Dance is great. And then uh, the Asgore fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that's another really good one. I think Spider Dance was my favorite, for, for sure. I think the fact that it was... I think the spider boss fight was really like in pacifist run was really difficult and oh the yeah. fact that i did not get sick of that that song is <laughs> testament to how good it was
2: the spider dance remi- correct me if i'm wrong you had to like buy a muffin from like their spider bake sale
0: yes yeah
2: <laughs> else they and wouldn't you could, you, actually-
0: you could buy it at the start for like seven gold or or just outside the boss room for like a thousand or seven hundred or whatever it was because i remember getting
2: Pissed off at that.
1: Yeah, it was. It's a ridiculous number. and The only way you can get that is like
2: grinding. Hmm. Well, like I remember when I was playing it, I was just like, I don't need. Like it's it's a health item. I'm not going to need. It. I'm just going to. I'm just yeah. going to talk to the boss or whatever. And then it was like, no, they didn't buy a thing from our bake sale. Fuck them. I was like, okay, I, I guess I lose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Slade, I think it, I think it, it's probably important before we go any further to explain the story of Undertale because. It's, How it's, long do we have? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, let's that's do a very a high it. level, high level because we've touched on 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 bits yeah. of it, but it's very story driven. It is very
1: story driven. Um, you basically, well, lack of better words, you literally fall down a hole and nearly get killed in the very beginning by a character named Flowey. and then you are led by Toriel, which is a good. You know, tutorial, which I I find kind of on the nose that she holds your hand through the first couple of puzzles. I yeah, like, okay, I I don't know. I appreciate that kind of thing. Uh, From there, it's essentially you as a human child with an actual soul trying to get back to the surface to be with your family again. And the adventure that you go along you know throughout the way meeting a lot of colorful characters and whatnot I'm, i hate that i'm trying not to spoil thing
0: oh don't we'll put a spoiler warning it's fine just spoil yeah
1: because yeah. one of the biggest characters you meet is well it's sans and uh flowey are the two biggest ones yeah because they remember what happened per playthrough like there's an option you've played on console obviously I don't know if you can do this mm-hmm. on console, but if you play on PC, if you're in the flowey boss fight, you can go into the game's file and delete flowey to beat him.
0: That's No, I don't think you can. That's that's cool. That's I actually know yeah, that. that's
2: actually an option. There's a lot of very meta shit like that. I don't there's one thing you can do, I don't remember how you do it, but like it cuts to the main character looking at the screen, like looking at you as the player through your monster and just being like, Oh, you think you're the one in control? And then it zooms towards the screen and closes out the game. Yeah. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of meta stuff on the PC build. um Yeah, that one, that one. And like, let's say you go into your PC file and you delete, like, you know, all the memory of the game and everything. Or if you were to uninstall it and then reinstall it, Flowey will be like, just because you erased it doesn't mean I don't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> mad. Yeah. yeah, that's some that's some psychomantic shit. Yeah, you know. yeah. There's a lot of mental stuff. You like to play Castlevania? I guess
1: the simplest way of saying the story would be like I said you're. A, child with a soul trying to get back to where you should be and it's the adventure you go along the way um that's also without spoiling too much because like i said you meet a lot of colorful characters and have a lot of fun
0: i i loved that when you open the game the first thing you see is a conversation between the the child your character and flowey and flowey is presented like it's something out of um the Teletubbies or out of a children's tv show and it's the music's really cute and bouncy and then as it goes on Flowey is this horrible evil the most evil thing in the kingdom right and is intent on destroying you I thought that was just really funny
1: and the way it's like this is a health pellet but really it's an enemy attack (laughs) yeah
2: you know I'm gonna ask best characters go for me it's Papyrus
1: I love Papyrus. I I spared him in my first playthrough. I didn't kill him, but um, mm. yeah, I spared Papyrus, but I killed Undying because i would not cared for her. I also there's Metaton as well, the robot, and then like his human form as well. Metaton, that's another good set of music that I don't know. Yeah,
2: really. Metaton's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me though, it's it's when you're getting to know when you when you first start seeing Papyrus. Um, and he's trying to trap the hu- like you as the human, um, just the thing like where he's like, oh, I've built this contraption machine, and red squares will kill you, and what, and blue squares are water, and pink <laughs> squares smell like peaches, but don't go in the water after you've been in the peaches because piranhas love peaches, and like all this stuff, just, and like he, he's like, and it's a completely randomized board, and, like no true combinations over the same, like he randomizes <laughs> it and just makes a straight path across, and he just says, God. Damn it. I, <laughs> like, he just leaves. I think that,
0: that Papyrus is, was great because, exactly like you said, all of his traps trying to catch you were so, so useless. Yeah. So th- things like leaving out a plate of spaghetti just to so you'd stop and eat it and, and building a friendship with Papyrus because you ate or chose not to eat this, this frozen spaghetti in the snow, I thought yeah. was just really funny. Did y'all ever go back and...
1: Uh, Go on the date with Papyrus. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> Go back to the town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't want to say that I felt guilty to, but I felt obligated. <laughs> it's like, I, I have to do this. There's no this
2: no, There's one bit it. with me, with the Papyrus traps, that gets me every time I see it. Um, and it's when you're going across the rope bridge just before he starts, like, accepting you. And, like, he just, like, all these contraptions start coming down on ropes on either side of the bridge and one of them is just a dog on a rope. <laughs> I enjoyed that that yeah. whole
0: section, just all of the enemies <laughs> being dogs, was was really funny. And
2: the fact you can just pet them to win.
0: Yeah, that, well, that pacifist yeah. added, like, a whole extra level of creativity.
2: Um, have, have you seen... You know when you get the the two dogs like, like you have to fight at the same time? Yeah. If you kill yes. the one of them, like they, they puts his arms down and he has a shirt on that says "I love my wife." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's so good. uh oh.
1: it's little things like that make a big difference. I think, especially in a you know an RPG kind of where there is a lot of deep meaning, keeping it light at the same time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I I did. I I know that like heaping praise on all the characters and and this might be controversial but Alpis annoyed the hell out of me and and I think that was almost a design choice but after having all of these characters that you really enjoyed and wanted to speak to didn't mind going through the text box the bit where you're finding out like you're connected to her on social media and updating the status every two seconds and you're like I know I'm near the end of the game just shut up and let me get on (laughs) with it and even though that was yeah. by design, that really frustrated me.
1: Or there's a point where you're solving some puzzles there in the hotlands, and she's like, "Hey, don't do this; it'll kill you." And you're like, "Yeah, I just figured that out." Yeah, Th- shut up.
2: Again, though, I think I think that's kind of a credit to the game because I think that's an intentional design choice, like like you said, Joey, um, and the fact that it came across as frustrating, you know, goal met.
0: No, I agree completely, and I think Slade, what the, the exact bit that you're on about, I think was really. Um, you just solved the puzzle and all the way through yeah. it she's she's updating her statuses on on twitter or facebook or whatever the monsters use in Und- undertale <laughs> um and mon's face and then it's going i know the answer i know the answer maybe i maybe i'll call maybe i'll tell her maybe i'll do this maybe i'll do that and then once you've completed it she calls and goes this is how you solve it um and I think that yeah. it's a little bit of a commentary on people leaking every single thought that enters their head onto social media. So while, right. while I find the character really annoying, I think it was it was still well done. I think that's the point, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We've talked about bosses, gameplay. Uh, we haven't really talked about level design. Um, Joey, were you going to say something?
0: I, I was going to ask who your favorite boss fight was, because we talked about the music behind it. But what, what was your favorite boss fight? <laughs> Uh, and and which route
2: I felt the worst during. No, your favorite. Oh, my favorite. I don't know. Yeah. That's I, really different. I, I honestly don't I know. Think that's, that's,
1: that's, <laughs> they're quite good all in their own respect. I would say m-
0: maybe Metatons?
2: I was thinking Metatons in the pacifist route, but maybe Sands in the genocide route? Yeah. Buffer good. Sands
0: in the genocide route. The way you you. Um, have to push the hitbox over the fight button when he falls asleep was really um, yeah, really clever but I, I think I think there's two for me and, and one of them is Flowey himself because you you have this art style that, that you get very comfortable with throughout your playthrough in Undertale and you kind of expect the unexpected and then when you get to Flowey I can't I don't even know what to describe happens to the screen but it's it's hellish I and mean,
2: it's horrific <laughs> beak with teeth and thorn tentacles it, and noobs yeah it's like a bad acid trip out of nowhere but it, goes from it the, is quite jarring in
0: a good way it goes from the pixel art style to something that you've not seen at all for your like five plus hours in this game and I think that that um, yep. and the way that they did it uh, in that Flowey like you kill Flowey you kill him and then he just he, he goes well it's not that easy. I'll start again. And and it, all of these things, like, I think made every single boss fight feel like nothing else I've ever played. Um, the other one I really struggled with was, I can't remember the king's name, but the king. Um Asgore. Asgore, in, in the pacifist run, because till that point, I was sparing everyone. And then as a boss fight, the first thing he does is reach over your button that says mercy on the screen and, and just destroys it. So you've got no way of having showing him mercy. So you have to fight him. And I, I had to look up on my pacifist run how to kill him, how to beat him without killing him, because I thought, well, if I kill him, I'm going to ruin this pacifist run. I just thought that was really, really different fun and and really like made you think about what you were doing.
2: It's like I said in the last episode, limitation breeds creativity. And when you get mechanics that like outright invalidate an option that you normally have, you have to think smart in the fight. Because
1: there's, there's a lot of characters we can talk about in Undertale. And I think that's one of the strengths of the game is the characters themselves, even just the random NPCs you meet or um, the random bosses that you fight. Uh, one of the big ones I'm thinking about right now is uh the Tem Shop that you can stumble across. Did you The what, sorry? Did you send
2: the Tem Shop? I must have missed this.
1: No, you missed a Tem Shop.
2: It's a it's a it's a little dog that speaks in very broken English. Um and it's just very excited about everything. That's the whole thing.
0: Some really good armor. There's a lot of them though.
2: Yeah, there's, oh my god, I just remembered a point in the story that I'll bring up in a second. <laughs> Carry on with the Tem shop.
1: There's a, um, a suit of armor you can buy from the Tem shop that's really good. And uh, <laughs> But yeah, Tim speaks in broken English and just wants to go to college. So a part of the game, and I guess the good aspect, is you send Tim to college.
2: <laughs> and, the whole uh, thing yeah and the health <laughs> items they sell uh, is uh, really I, good I
0: think I missed
2: you must have missed that um, I don't know how
0: you missed think miss I missed it. the
2: whole thing
1: you know how you miss it there's it's just like a little spot that you walk down it's in down. a cave yeah. yeah and it's easy to miss
2: um the thing I just remembered that really made me laugh when I played it was when like you went to your inventory and there was just a dog in there and like you take the dog out of your inventory but there's more dogs in your inventory now yeah and they just keep filling up your inventory <laughs> and stealing your items yeah <laughs> And they just like they do, they play the dog song and phase through the wall off screen. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think because of the kind of game it was, and like you accepted that level of bullshit, like I'm stealing your thing and, and running away. You, it was just it was funny to watch. I never felt annoyed when things like
2: that happened. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And
1: then for NPCs, I did think were a little annoying. There's the uh, the monster kid. If you remember, you're walking by the waterfalls and they're following you.
0: I really liked the monster kid. Did you? I don't remember the monster kid. Yeah, like, you know, when the monster kid saves you from undying. And I thought, I don't know. I really enjoyed the monster kid. I thought it was just like a happy little child. But I know... I can see why you would find that annoying. I just I thought there was such a nice innocence to them that they were willing to like yeah. give up everything because you were their friend to to save you from their hero who was trying to kill you. I, I thought that was really nice. I, yeah, I think
1: I think having that level of depth for just like a one-off character though, I think that's
0: good. Yeah, that was really cool. Really, really cool. Do we have any other? Did points? you save the kid? Did you? Yes. Did you save the kid from falling off the bridge? Not in my uh, genocide run.
2: Not in the genocide run. No, the, stomped on his little fingers. And said, yeah, yeah,
0: laughed as he plunged <laughs> to his death.
2: Yeah, giggled and skipped <laughs> along the rest of the bridge.
1: <laughs> I mean, in the in the genocide run, I mean, there is like the monster kid has a boss fight that you can stumble across. Yeah, I that's think, really yeah. good.
0: Um, obviously, we're all. Uh, I think it's worth like talking about um, what. We all thought was experience points and level points throughout the game, and the the way that that drops that's like yeah, and execution points. So when you're when you're beating monsters, yep. you think you're gaining experience because you've been um, you've been made to think this way because of other games, um, and and the way that you end the game, you're speaking to one of the characters, and he says. Like in your pacifist, he says, you have zero EXP. And when I got that, I thought, oh, that's not a good thing. And he goes, well, actually, that's execution points. And I was like, damn, I did good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, well, you're talking about Sans. Yeah. Which I've already, I've already spoiled that Sans and Flowey know every time what happened. But it's not only them. There's a couple other minor characters who will bring up, like, haven't I met you before? Or you look familiar which is a little
0: fucky <laughs> and it messes with your brain. And I think it's just super impressive to say that this game was made by one guy and super, super impressive that like you said before, the level of complexity and the level of um, thought that has gone into this from this one guy to make what looks like a really simple game deep as hell. But it's, it's-
1: actually extremely complicated, yeah. yeah. Uh
0: do we have any final thoughts on Undertale? Um my not final great. thought is if you haven't if you haven't played it you absolutely should.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a big time investment. It's definitely worth the 5 or so hours even if you just do one run. So what are we rating this out of
0: 10? So Tim, you rated Dead Cells 7.5 as did I.
2: I'm going to go with 8.5 for Undertale. Nice. Yeah.
0: I think I will go for 8.7. Specific. because i thoroughly enjoyed it uh no actually i'm gonna go i'm gonna go nine
1: 9.0 i hate to say it, this is getting a 10 out of 10 i think i think i think everybody should play it at least once i don't think everybody should have to do all three runs i think they should be aware that there's three different ones
2: yeah yeah but
1: I'll...
2: everybody needs to play it once but go in uh, be aware there's three different endings but go in as blind as possible it's. Yeah. I promise, it's much better that way.
0: It can get frustrating. Just go through it. I mean, we've we've been talking about this now for nearly fifty minutes, um, and and to get to this point, I don't think we've scratched the surface. I know that we've spoken about a lot and given some big spoilers, but we have not scratched the surface with how how unique every single character is in this, and how much that lends itself to replayability. Like, I had no problem finishing a game and starting it again straight away because I wanted to see what the other endings look like.
1: Right, that's, yeah. Once you finish
0: whatever ending you get, you're like, okay, well, what are the other, yeah. Yeah. Because they're so jarring, the difference. And they made that really clear in game. Like, I finished my pacifist run and, and Flowey turned to me and said you know there's another way to do this. You could just kill everyone. And that was like, well, actually, the game is telling me to do this right. straight away. So I did. And I, I, it wasn't disappointing at all.
1: I think, again, Tim and I were talking about, like, the different things you can do on PC versus console. And I think the fact that, like, just the ingenious of having to go and delete the character from the game file to beat a boss, that's a different yeah. level of ingenious and fuckery. I, I just think, you know...
0: Good. Well, that, that makes me... That makes me think of you know the Metal Gear Solid boss who's like the old man with the sniper. Yeah, um, you could just change the clock in your your PlayStation, and he died of old age. That's the kind of meta level that you're on there. The Metal
2: Gear Solid series is full of that kind of thing, though. To be fair, but this is this is a game that
0: I don't think you see much of that outside of Metal Gear Solid, or, or at least I don't. In the games that I'm currently playing, the fact that it's in a game that, once again, we've said it like so many times, looks so simple is is like really impressive
2: yeah
1: yeah so i think we got our ratings Uh, this i guess this is going all on recommends so tim we pass this to you
2: what are what are we doing so uh in two weeks time we're going to be discussing the game it's uh, only recently been added to xbox game pass but i have it on steam uh piku niku
0: (laughs) piku niku i don't know that i've ever heard of piku niku
2: P-I-K-U-N-I-K-U. Um, I promise it is one of the most charming things you'll play in a long time. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it in two weeks. Cool. Piku Niku. Yeah, that's, that's about it from me. Never heard of that. But all right, we'll give it a shot.
1: we we'll go. Thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. My name has been Slade, I think.
2: <laughs> you think? Yeah. All right. As long as we're dealing with the animation <laughs> process fairly, that's fine.
0: Isn't it funny when you get to the end of something like this and you've got to think of a sign-off off the top of your head and you came you up did, with... You do, you do. You thought, my name is Slade, I think. <laughs>
2: yeah. <apparently. laughs> all right. Well, I think my name is Tim. <laughs> and I think my name is Joey. But y'all went with it. Uh, that's what matters. Yeah. And I think we'll see you all in two weeks. Thanks all for already. listening to Video Game Club. <laughs> all right.
0: Goodbye we <laughs>